0: Hello and welcome back to Booyah Podcast. This is Ivy McMillan coming
1: to you from Tyler, Texas. And this is Lacey coming to you from Austin, Texas. Lacey moved to Austin. I did because I hadn't moved across the country enough this year. <laughs> We're back
0: in Texas, both of us, official
1: Booyah gals. Oh my gosh, it's been five years. Oh, I'm I thought you meant since our last fingers. ep. Well, and you did hold up what? ten fingers, so I was confused. <laughs> It has not been five years it's been a very long time. And in fact, uh, it's been so long since part one of our Warren's series that, uh, Lorraine Warren died in between our episodes. Okay, but she died like two days after,
0: or like a day after we posted part one.
1: Oh my, oh no. Oh no. Ghost killed her. No. <laughs> Killed her. But she died peacefully. Yeah, jokes aside, she died peacefully at the age of 93 at home
0: in Connecticut.
1: (laughs) That's right. Um, We would give her a moment of silence, but it would be weird on podcast, and we didn't know her that well. But, (laughs) or at all, so. Well. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we
0: did give her a moment of silence just now. Yep. So last episode or part 1 of the Warrens, we talked about a general history of the Warrens and also the true story behind the haunting in Connecticut.
1: Yeah, that's right, the Sneedeker family. And um this is technically part 2 of our uh Warren series. That said, they're not really connected, so you don't need to know anything from part 1. Uh, to listen to this one. So feel free to listen to this one first, go back and listen to the other one, however you want to do it, but you won't miss out on anything.
0: Correct. Um, and
1: today we're talking about Annabelle. <laughs> yes, we are. I started thinking about the fact that we it's been so long since we recorded that people don't know I have a dog and I know they don't need to know, but I want them to know. Oh yeah, announcement <laughs> corner. Lacey has a dog announcement now. Corner. I have a dog. His name is Randy and he's great, but he eats everything all the time. Dogs be eating everything all the time.
0: When you said, I have a dog now, it made me think about when I said, I have a Mercedes now.
1: (laughs) Which we won't. So, I have a dog. Yeah, right. And Ivy has her dad's Mercedes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now...
0: Well, welcome, Randy, to the Booyal family and Taylor family on behalf of me, who I'm not
1: part of the Taylor (laughs) family. But uh, no, y'all rescued him when you were still in L.A., right? Yeah, we did. And um, he's like settled right in and is a great dog. He loves to fetch and is like singularly focused on fetching to the point of missing out on social interactions. But that's okay, We're working. That's okay. You've got to.
0: You know, sometimes you just need to focus in on what matters the most to you.
1: Um, Yeah, I wish I had just like a little bit more of that. But no, he's good. So now you guys know we have Randy, we have Liza, we have Kermit, we have Harley. spelled H-A-R-L-E-A, in case anyone was wondering. Oh,
0: and in the break, we did lose Gary. You lost Gary. I made it sound like I lost Gary. I'm sorry.
1: (laughs) No, the world lost Gary. That's right. Um, So... For loyal listeners, you might remember Chameleon Corner, uh, where our beloved Gary um, rode my mother-in-law, put him in a Barbie car, and he was driving from Texas to California. So she made, like, a paper background of Texas to California and, like, pulled him through it. If well, you, you haven't, haven't seen Like, that, Hollywood Here I Come playing, right? or California. With Hollywood Here I Come. Yeah, if you haven't seen it or if you yeah you go experience the joy that is that video on our instagram page um but yeah gary passed away he was an old man um so it was time and he probably couldn't have made the ride the drive back to texas so it was the right time but it was very sad it was my first time losing a pet i'm sorry thanks i liked him i wrote him a- Spencer asked me to write him a eulogy, so I did. Oh. I know. That's also on social media, but I'm not friends with.
0: I'm glad that I got to see him eat when I visited y'all in LA.
1: That's right. I have a great video because you made a noise that I have never heard come out of you or any other human. (laughs) That's the only time it ever came out of me. Well, so I was trying really
0: hard to be quiet and respectful because like I don't know reptiles really well but like i know that they kind of need like a peaceful environment
1: they do they have serious boundary like
0: yeah and i'm a stranger in his room and he's being fed like it's vulnerable i don't know so i was trying really hard to be quiet but i like squealed when he ate the worm and there was all this build up (laughs) to him eating the worm and like it was really quiet and he didn't really want to i think he didn't really want to do it at first maybe because someone was there you know yeah um, yeah, for sure. So when it well, finally and, happened, like, I just squirmed verbally.
1: Yeah, well, and I think they get really still and, like, focus in. Because, you know, you think about a nature, if they move, then their prey knows they're there. So they get very still and very quiet before they do it. And then when it happens, it's so, like, quick and sudden that it's... Breathtaking. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's breathtaking. It's squeal-worthy for sure. So... I understand, but yeah, he did make the move, but we buried him in front of which the people who own our building, we lived in an apartment, like, it was not our house, but we buried him, like, in the garden outside of our apartment and put a plant on top of him, um, oh. and we were friends with, I know, we were friends with our neighbors, so they still go and say hi to him, and he was buried with his party hat, so, also my mother-in-law. Shout out. Hello, Miss Taylor. Thanks. Um,
0: she replied to our Instagram story while we were talking about her.
1: Stop. She said, yay, can't wait. She is our biggest fan, which speaking of fans, um, shout out to her. That's great. But also you guys have been so great about like reaching out and telling us that you're enjoying the episodes, even though we haven't, um, had a new one, which, uh, We will be. From this point on, we're moving to weekly episodes. Now that, like, I'm not moving across the country, we'll be able to do that. But uh, special shout out to a new listener, Leslie from Keller. So excited to have you on board. So glad you're enjoying Y'all Podcast. Uh, So glad to have a Texas gal. I'm shaking my shoulders because I feel uncomfortable. Like as if you were wearing fringe, like a drill team gal. good old Or a cowgirl. saloon gal. Yeah, I was thinking a saloon gal. I think that's what was happening. Um, but yeah, thank you so much, Leslie. And uh, for anyone else, we always love to hear from you. Um, and of course, if you have any episode ideas or anything like that, feel free to reach out.
0: Unless it's mean.
1: <laughs> Unless it's mean, because you know what? We don't have the fucking time to hear it. But... No, and it will hurt my it. feelings. It will hurt our feelings. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I think anything else announcement-wise, life-wise?
0: No, I have the same job. I live in the same place. Uh, Same pets, same house, everything. Different husband, though, so that's interesting. Same, oh yeah, same husband, (laughs) too. Uh, (laughs) Nothing's going on.
1: That's good, though. Listen, uh, We, this time last year, we lived in New York, so we didn't even live in L.A. for a year, cross-country moves, and I have to tell you that we're very ready to just be... Just
0: chill, yeah. It is nice. Bored. Yeah. Um, Okay, so today we're going to pick up with another one of the Warrens' cases, Annabelle, which maybe you've heard of. I, for some reason, I like, knew about this as a kid, and I didn't realize it till I was reading up on it for the episode, but we, uh, my stepmom had this, like, Raggedy Ann doll that we would, like, place around the house to scare her, and we called it Annabelle, and, like, my brothers for Halloween put, like, sticks, like, jagged sticks around a bush in front of our house and put a sign that said Annabelle's room.
1: Oh my gosh! I know. How did they know about it? I don't know. I don't know how any
0: of us knew of this thing.
1: How interesting. Well, I did not have that experience, but I collected Raggedy Ann dolls. So just to state the obvious, Annabelle is a Raggedy Ann doll that we'll get into like why she's scary. But I collected Raggedy Ann's. I collected Raggedy Andes, which are the boy dolls, like the little ones, all of them. And so to see it now be like creepy, I was like, oh, it was just my childhood toy. Yeah. Were you a big doll gal? God, I have gods on you. Yeah, that's that's your last gal. <laughs> um
0: I was into dolls. I had American Girl dolls. Um I was not allowed to have Barbies because of like misogyny, I guess. Uh I lucked oh. out and got like a Snow White and a Cinderella for like birthdays from like an aunt. You know, nice, but uh, yeah, I had a couple of American Girl dolls and Bitty Baby. I was into them. What's I don't even know what that is. You didn't have a Bitty Baby, must be a Yankee thing. I'm sorry, that's, no, it's that's Texas cows, <laughs> it's, and it's, it's the baby of American Girl dolls. Oh, yeah, I don't know. There's a rumor that they used one. Have you been watching The Handmaid's Tale? Yes, oh, for the. For the baby. Spoiler. The baby. Spoiler. <laughs>
1: Spoiler, yeah. <laughs> they right. used a baby
0: doll to look like a baby
1: Well, I don't know why I had to confirm that with you. Like, how did they use it? Tell me exactly <laughs> how they used it. Um Okay, yeah. Well I didn't have one of those. Uh I had Kirsten, the American Girl doll, but then I took her braids out and immediately <sighs> was like i don't want i wanted
0: kirsten i loved her i had not that i'm not grateful for what i had but um oh obviously you want all of them as a young yeah
1: Yeah. i had felicity
0: and i had kirsten i had felicity and i had samantha and then i had Oh, you would have samantha i didn't well i didn't i'm grateful for having samantha but that was my first one and it was given to me and i was like
1: oh Oh, I, wanted- I had a Samantha dress, like a full size dress that I think was my stepsisters. Was it the gingham one with the like the collar? Yes. Yeah. That she always. wore. I wanted oh, wait, that. you know what? You know who I had? I didn't have Felicity. I had Molly, the tap dancing. I loved victory Molly. Girl. I loved she Molly. She was my favorite. Yeah. I wanted glasses so bad because she had them.
0: Yeah. I loved her, too. I, I was Molly and Kirsten were probably my favorites. And then I had Josefina later yes she had her her. ears pierced which is kind of baller
1: that's wild yeah anyway yeah i like dolls dolls are cool um okay i didn't know i didn't have
0: you pegged for a doll girl but i have an embarrassing story that may or may not get cut but so i had felicity who has red hair and i I, yes i I am aware i watched (laughs) ever after with Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. And one I of my loved favorites. it. Yeah, it was so good. Ah. And so I got obsessed with braiding Felicity's hair into the two braids. Like in Never After, the character had two braids that would, like, one on each side and they would meet in the back, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. And so- oh, I do know because I
0: would do it to my hair. Yes. Well, so I would do that to my doll's hair. And I had this, like, confrontation fantasy that <laughs> <laughs> one of my brother's friends would be like, what do you You must, you must. I've never told anybody this. Um, This is from the privacy of my mind, but one of my brother's friends would be like, what are you doing? Playing with your stupid doll or something? (laughs) And I would say, I'm braiding her hair to look like Drew Barrymore. And then I would say, yes, I think that my doll can look like Drew Barrymore. (laughs) And that was gonna shut his ass down.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh! I mean, but of of course you had that, and that, I would do that too. You know what I would do? That is equally as embarrassing. I had the Backstreet Boys like original CD, and um, there's a song that says "Am I Sexual?" Yeah. yeah, and I would play that and do like hookup scenes for my Barbie dolls. <laughs>
0: Oh my god! I almost spewed my drink.
1: (laughs) I'm so sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You knew what they were talking about.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm sure people listening can relate. Oh my god! I'm literally hot from I'm hot and crying Texas, but also from embarrassment. Yeah, me too. Okay. Well, guys, this is this is a lesson in practicing vulnerability with the people that you hold dear.
0: Yeah. Um, so, Annabelle wasn't, like, our fun doll. She was a scary doll.
1: She was a scary doll. So, yeah, my writing dolls were not scary, but she certainly was. So, we'll just kind of, like, jump into it. And the way that she is connected to the Warrens, who, in case you didn't listen to the last episode um, and aren't aware of who the Warrens are, super brief background. Um, they are a couple who... For pretty much their entire adult lives, Um, their career was, like, going into paranormal situations and kind of offering their aid. Ed Warren was a demonologist. Lorraine was a devout Catholic, but also a medium. They would help assist with exorcisms, things of that nature. And then um, later in their life, uh, they helped assist with a lot of movies, right? Like the entire Conjuring series, obviously Annabelle, movies based on cases they had um, assisted with. So Annabelle is one of
0: their cases. Okay, so the story of Annabelle started in 1970. A woman purchased a Raggedy Ann doll from a hobby store Um, as a birthday present for her daughter Donna. Donna was about to graduate from college with a nursing degree and she lived in a tiny apartment with her roommate.
1: I... I feel a little bit like, like I'm pretty close to the age of 28 and I just feel like if my mom got me a present and I opened it and it was a Raggedy Ann doll, there would be like a little bit of a letdown factor. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I
0: thought that too when I read this, like, oh, you graduated from nursing school. Here's this big accomplishment. You're almost 30. Here's a fucking doll. <laughs> like, Here's a doll with red yarn hair. Yeah, yeah I would like, be like, just give me cash, or I don't know, a Mercedes. Or just like, no. <laughs> don't give
1: me anything.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, or just don't give me anything, no. But yeah, a little weird, but um, she appreciated the gift, the daughter,
1: You're Donna. right, and it's the 70s. Maybe they were like, new and hip or something, I don't know.
0: Um, so, her roommate's name was Angie. They thought the doll was cute. Donna put it on her bed, just <laughs> that's what you do with it, and didn't think about it again. Yeah. Um, and then within days, both Donna and Angie noticed that there was something weird about the doll. Uh, it would mysteriously move about the house. like. And at first, it was just like a change in position. Like... I don't know. Like Toy Story. Yes. Nice. Um, but then it would be, the movement was like across the room, and then it started being different, completely different rooms. Sometimes she would have Okay, (laughs) this is weird. It said sometimes the doll would be found with legs crossed, arms folded. Other times it would be found upright standing on its feet, (laughs) which I'm like, it's a raggedy and the whole thing is that she's raggedy. She can't stand upright on her feet.
1: Yeah, that's bizarre. And see the to me, I'm like, okay, if it was changing position, that's something where I'd be like, maybe I like, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just remembering incorrectly. Yeah. Yeah, like I but don't think about. In- yeah, yeah. Or like, even if it's in another room, maybe I'm like, okay, Angie, want- <laughs> Angie, my 28 year old roommate, also wanted to, play <laughs> wanted with my to doll. sleep on the couch with my doll. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> maybe, but but yeah, I feel like the second it's standing up, right on its feet, is the second it's out of my house.
0: Yeah. So unclear when that began, but. It seemed like the main thing was she would leave it on the couch before she left for work, which I'm like, why is she leaving it? Like, why did she – was she
1: playing with it? (laughs) Like, what? Yeah, what are these people doing to this doll? Maybe – why is she not just keeping it on her
0: bed? It's like, oh, I'll just leave it on the couch before I head out. Like, (laughs) why did she have it out anyway? I don't know. But when she came back, it would be sitting on her bed with the door closed to her bedroom.
1: Oh, no. But, yeah, see, that's something that I would assume – that my roommate was, like, passive-aggressively being like, put, put your, your fucking doll off. back. You're 28 years old. Yeah. He, can you just put your shit away? Thank you so much. Thank you yeah. so much.
0: So about a month of this, like, weird kind of moving around stuff was going on. And messages on parchment paper started to appear. Um, And they said, help us and help Lou. Lou was one of their friends. And the mysterious thing, well, so the handwriting looked like a small child's handwriting, and then they didn't have any parchment paper in the house.
1: Interesting. Yeah, because, par- like, what it, at the risk of sounding dumb, what is parchment paper? Is, it's? Like, I'm thinking of papyrus right now, which is not it. No, it's like, um, use it for cooking.
0: Like, it's like wax paper, but not, like.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's white. Oh, that's right.
0: You put it on yes, like
1: parchment cookies.
0: paper yeah. duh. Um, Okay, <laughs> which I used to only make cookies over parchment paper, and Jason always watched me do that and didn't understand. And cooked cookies on wax paper once and still ate them. Oh, and they, oh yes, no. they, 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 they had wax in them. Hmm? Oh no, he's oh, alive. They stick. No. Yes, they <laughs> stuck, and he had to peel the like <laughs>
1: like wax. And he still ate. Them. I mean. I respect that and have zero judgment because if I'm making cookies. You want cookies. I I will eat whatever comes out of the oven. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like, I've already decided I'm eating a cookie. Um, Okay, I'm with you. So help us and help Lou. Interestingly enough, I read that it said help you. But that makes sense because it's childlike handwriting and. Help you. Y-O-U and L-O-U. Oh yeah, you He's could like, do like a, like
0: a pretty shitty L that looked like a Y.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But yeah,
0: okay. Next weird thing: Donna came home and found that the doll had moved onto her bed, um, which was typical at this point. But like, apparently, she knew something was off about this time. Um, she inspected the doll and saw what looked like blood drops on the backs of its hands and on its chest mm Yeah. A liquidy red substance had appeared on the doll. This was a big wake-up call for Donna and Angie. <laughs> Let me just phrase it that way. <laughs> My notes have, like, scared and desperate. Donna and Angie decide it's time, but I'm like, let's be real. They were like, all right, it's time to call in some it's, pros.
1: It's time. Well, I feel like at first it's i'm like i'm picturing donna being like no you put your shit away angie like putting it on the bed but then the blood drops i feel like they were like yeah something else afoot here yeah um well and sorry question now that i know it said help lou how did how
0: how do we know know lou didn't make those parchment paper notes
1: yeah well I didn't even go think about that but that but also like if it's not Lou making them how does the doll know that they have a friend named Lou are they just talking about him all the time Do they? Have I a think he comes over no I think he's
0: like oh, he comes okay. over I think he stays sometimes like Scandalous, but <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Um, how did the doll materialize parchment paper and writing implement and write a note? <laughs> like, I don't know.
1: But, uh, do raggedy and dolls have thumbs? I don't think they do.
0: They don't need them.
1: <laughs> I'm picturing, like, a mitten-handed, two-handed, like, <laughs> wrapped around thing. Right. Okay, this just in. It looks as though... Raggedy Ann dolls. Oh, they do. They have thumbs. They have, like, mitten hands. Egg on your face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Indeed. Okay, so Donna and Angie contact a medium, and they hold a seance, and they're introduced to the spirit of Annabelle Higgins. Um, and the medium told the story to them that, Annabelle Higgins was this little girl that lived in the same apartment complex, and she had happy times there. Or, oh no, I'm sorry, she didn't live in the apartment complex. She lived on that property before they were built. Um, Yes, okay. Yeah, and then uh, she was only seven years old when her lifeless body was found in the field where the apartment complex was eventually built. Doesn't say how she died or anything like that. But... um, The medium said that the spirit was saying that she felt comfort with Donna and Angie and wanted to stay with them and be loved. And they were kind of okay with that. They felt compassion for Annabelle. Um, They said that she could stay with them and that that was fine. Uh, But it didn't take very long for them to figure out that that wasn't exactly right.
1: Yeah, so I actually tried to look up Annabelle Higgins, like, either a death record or an article about her death. Couldn't find anything. She doesn't exist in, like, this form. Um, But I I guess that does kind of make sense. Like, this is a medium who came and told them this thing, but it's in the 70s. It's before internet. Like, they can't look this up or check it out. So I feel like it, even though it's bullshit now, it was probably bullshit at the time, too, if that makes sense. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think that's... A great assessment. Um, so now to the elusive Lou. Um, (laughs) so Lou, (laughs) I don't know why I'm saying it like that, but Lou was friends with Donna and Angie, and he had been around since day one, apparently, of the doll arriving. Sorry if I didn't say that earlier, but he is their friend. He is around all the time. He's not just around sometimes. He's there.
1: I- I am interested in Annabelle's story, but I also am like, let's dig deeper into this. <laughs> yeah, we need
0: to know more about Lou. So, he had never been okay with the doll, and he had tried to convince them to get rid of it. He said it was evil. They needed to get it out of
1: their house. Um yeah, he's talking some fucking sense into the situation then. <laughs> which is crazy. that the note me. said,
0: help Lou. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> I don't know, but, um, uh, so, but no, they were like, we've met her spirit, we feel compassion for her, we're gonna keep the doll. Well, Lou stays the night one evening, and he wakes up from a deep sleep in a panic. Um, he had a recurring bad dream, which, I feel ya. But, uh, so, okay, this sounds like Wait. sleep paralysis.
1: Ooh, I, I want to talk about that, but first, you just said, you do you have recurring bad dreams? Yes. Even if we don't keep this, I want to explore, what, so you have bad recurring dreams, what happens? I have so many of them, I can't even begin.
0: I mean, I'm trying to think of one, uh, common one is that I'm in high school again, but I'm me now i just have to go back and do it again
1: and i but is, are we as everyone else no it's yeah. like new
0: kid it's like it's not people i went to high school with it's like i'm with 18 year olds and i'm 28 uh often naked too
1: <gasps> oh no that is a true i've never had that yeah that is a true nightmare okay uh, i don't know i mean they're sad they're scary sometimes it's
0: that my husband is leaving me uh, sometimes Jason it's, would never. I know, but sometimes it's like I, I'm trying to think of like a good juicy one. I don't. I have a lot of them. I have nightmares pretty frequently, so. Oh my gosh! I'm bound to get the same ones a couple times, but.
1: Uh, oh,
0: I'm sorry, boob.
1: I haven't had that since I was a kid. Really? Well, yeah.
0: I had a boyfriend. Um, a long time ago that told me this one he had uh as a kid like his whole childhood and then stopped when he was like 15 but it was that he would like wake up in his room and look out the window and it'd be a field of waving wheat like waving back and forth which he did not have at home <laughs> It was like he lived on a farm in the dream and then a ba- he saw a baboon from really far away in the wheat And then he would like look away and I looked away from from the mic. He would look away from the window. And then when he looked back, the baboon would be like a little bit closer.
1: Oh my God. A little bit closer, a little bit closer. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that makes my hands scary. Well, I mean, my hands scary. It makes my hands sweaty. Mine was that there was, um, so my actual elementary school, Andy Woods Elementary had a playground with like one of those plastic slides that's enclosed, So it's like a plastic tube slide, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm talking about, and I would go down it and there'd be like a bubble sheen. And if you went through that, you went to this world, almost like the matrix where it's like you had to do certain things to get out of it. But it got to the point, it was so regular that when I would go down the slide, I would see the bubble sheen and I would try to climb back out of the slide to not have to go. And I could never climb out. I know. It's terrible, but I haven't had it in literally probably 15 years at least.
0: There was one I had as a kid that I don't have anymore that was like, I would go upstairs at my grandparents' house and then all of a sudden be like stuck in the middle of the air by a ghost. (gasps) Like I couldn't see the ghost, but I could like hear it and I knew that that was why I was stuck and I couldn't
1: move or run or anything. Maybe that's sleep paralysis. Well, and we're about to get to that because Lou, so Lou had a recurring nightmare. By the way, this is really interesting. And now I kind of want to do an episode on recurring nightmares. So listeners, if you guys have ever had that happen to you, have any stories, send them our way. Booyalpodcasts at com.
0: Yeah. And I have ones that are like much more interesting and like fantastical than like I have to go back to high school or my husband leaves me but those were just the ones I could think
1: of I mean I think out (laughs) of uh, all the things those are two of the scariest things I can think of in my own life I think part of it the high school one is that
0: I still live in the same town where I went to high school so I still see people a lot and maybe I feel like I don't know I'm still in high school <laughs> sometimes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's like a manifestation of real <laughs> Yeah,
0: I don't know. Real fears. And I liked high school. Like, I didn't have a traumatic high school experience. I mean, I did here and there, but, like, overall, it was a positive time for me. It wasn't like I was, you know, I don't, I'm like, oh, I Were to. you popular? Were you cool? Did you? Was high <laughs> school the peak of your life?
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, Spencer will say with I mean, I maybe have said this on here before, but if you ask Spencer what when he peaked, when his life peaked, he will tell you with all the confidence in the world that it was fifth grade. So, <laughs> there's no shame. If high school was it for you, we all have to have a peak. Yeah.
0: Well, I don't know.
1: Um
0: too far. No, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> so, Lou <laughs> So, Lou. Lou has a recurring nightmare, and he wakes up, and he can't move. He looks down towards his feet, and he sees the doll. Um, Mm. Annabelle began to slowly glide up his leg, move over his chest, Mm. and then just stop midair. Within a couple seconds... Anything
1: gliding at you while you're frozen is... (sighs) Yeah. Within seconds, the
0: doll was strangling him. Um, He was paralyzed, gasping for breath, To the point of blacking out. So he woke up the next day. He's like, it wasn't a dream. You have to get rid of this doll. Uh, And I don't know where that doesn't say, like, where the doll was when he woke up. I'm assuming it was, like, just standing upright, staring
1: at him. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Well, I'm also back to the tiny mitten hands. Like, (laughs) choking a grown man out (laughs) to the point of
0: asphyxiation.
1: How does that happen? But I guess, like, if she has the ability to, like paralyze him maybe it's not her hand maybe the mitten hands are symbolic on his neck like maybe it's <laughs> I guess so <laughs> I don't know but uh nobody
0: believed him they're like that's a nightmare uh, I mean fair enough yeah and so they were getting ready for a road trip the next day uh, Lou and Angie, Donna's roommate were reading over maps alone in her apartment which I'm like you like study maps before a trip
1: well, yeah, because you didn't have Apple Maps. Like, I know, but can you that. imagine? I My parents
0: had, like, cases of maps of the country, and they would get
1: them. map. We had a huge one. Yeah. yeah, we had a huge one in, like, the back pocket. And, like, kids would get p- – we would get picked to be, like – Okay, the- you're in charge of the map. Yeah, you're in charge of the map. I was never in charge of the map because, of course, but – Yeah, that yeah. wasn't handed to me often either because
0: I suck at
1: it. <laughs> me too. Still, <laughs> even with Apple Maps, it's – not good but um whoa okay so they're studying maps so they're studying maps
0: and they hear noises coming from donna's room and she wasn't home um so they're concerned at this point that somebody has broken into the apartment uh lou bravely just i can't
1: stop saying you um but you it's you bravely, know what it is though it's, it's, it's Liu. your Brenda. <laughs> Call back. Callback from our Didn't episode. Well,
0: it's from it's from Family Guy when uh, Stewie is dressed up as a woman for something, and like a guy recognizes him out, and his name is Lee. And Stewie's like, "Hey, Lee, I don't know." Like, oh, and it's like connected in your brain, Lou. Yeah, but uh, Lee. So he's he busts in the door, um, <laughs> and oh wait, no, here we go. Did was this
1: fan fiction? Who was he? I did not bust in the there? door. Didn't that was that. me. Okay.
0: <laughs> Lou quietly made his way to the door and waited for the noises to stop before entering and turning on the light. The room was empty except for Annabelle, who was tossed on the floor in the corner. Lou checked the room for signs of forced entry. Nothing was out of place. Um, as he got close to the doll, he got the impression that somebody was right behind him. <gasps> Quickly spun around. Nobody was there. Um, then in a flash, <laughs> that's from what I read. Then in a flash, he found himself grabbing for his chest, doubled over, cut and bleeding. Um, <gasps> so they opened his shirt and they find seven distinct claw marks on his chest, like three across four down. Like a hashtag is what I thought. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> but, um. All I can think is that it's a missed opportunity to scratch loser on his chest, spelled like his name,
0: loser. Help, Lou. He's a loser. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the thing I read said they were all hot, like burns, and I that made me think hot cross burns. <laughs> <laughs> but we can talk about that another time.
1: Um, no, no, we need to to. Uh, Explore that now. Uh, I don't know. Um, no. There's nothing else to say. There's it, nothing else it's to say.
0: Uh, they <laughs> also they healed mysteriously quickly. Uh like half of them were gone the next day, and then the next day they were all gone, like nothing
1: had happened. That's insane. But also the cynic in me is like, well, that's convenient. Lou. Lou. Like This horrible thing happened to me, but you can't see it because they mysteriously healed all at once. It's like when Michael Scott, (laughs) like,
0: cooks his foot and Dwight goes to the doctor and he's like, it healed quickly, mysteriously quickly. In fact, there could be something wrong. Okay, not everything is the office. Sorry. Everything is the office. After the hot cross burns, Donna was finally... (laughs) (laughs) I was wondering how you would react if I just went into it straight like that.
1: Uh, Well... Uh, all I can think is hot cross burns, see how they run, which I know can't be <laughs> you're correct. mixing too. Hot cross buns, see hot how they cross run, buds. see how
0: they, they run. run. See <laughs> how they that's a jam. We should mix that, Wayne.
1: Chicken chicken, yeah, Wayne. Hello,
0: uh, DJ hot cross burns, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so finally, Donna's taking this seriously, and uh, they decide to... Finally, Donna! <laughs> yeah, come on. They contact an Episcopalian priest named Father Hegan. Uh, he felt that it was a spiritual matter and that he should contact a higher authority in the church, so he contacted Father Cook, who contacted the Warrens. Mmm. Mm-hmm. So Ed, gotcha. Ed and Lorraine immediately were like in. They kind of sought out Cases like this, obviously. And they contacted Donna. Um after they talked with Donna, Angie, and Lou, they came to the conclusion that the doll itself was not possessed but manipulated by an inhuman presence. Like a demon. Like a demon. We've got a dame <laughs> in our hands. <laughs> oh my gosh. Pretty much, yeah. Uh it says Spirits do not possess inanimate objects like houses or toys, they possess people. An inhuman spirit can attach itself to a place or object, and that's what occurred in the Annabelle case. The spirit manipulated the doll and created the illusion of it being alive in order to get recognition. Um, The spirit was not looking to stay attached to the doll, it was looking to possess a human
1: host. Yikes. I mean, as much logic as you can apply to supernatural stuff which is not very much that does seem logical as far as like if i'm a spirit my obviously my last destination isn't going to be an inanimate object i would rather have a human host to manipulate but i don't know we haven't done an episode on demon possession yet we haven't i've never really talked to you about that at all like what you're (laughs) Stance on it is. Oh, I thought you were going to say that it happened to
0: you and you never told me
1: about it. Um, (laughs) While I was playing Barbie dolls with the backstreet voice. (laughs) Am I
0: sex? When it goes, Am I sexual? You hear, like, Yeah.
1: (laughs) Wait, but tell me, how do you feel about demon possession? I have to know now. Uh, Like, pro? Or or do (laughs) I believe it's real or not? yeah do you think that that's
0: a thing that kind of yeah people? i I think it's real, but I don't know. I think the Warrens kind of really leaned into this and profited off of telling people that's what this was,
1: so it do they call it a demon? I was assuming that because they're connected with the Catholic Church,
0: yes, uh, an inhuman demonic spirit, okay, got it, all right, so let me give you the demons game, like its plan. So, right now it was in the infestation stage. Uh, so, its overall plan so it started moving the doll around the apartment by means of teleportation to arouse the occupant's curiosity in hopes that they would give it recognition and contact a medium. That- Did someone ask the demon this? Like, how do we know that this is. <laughs> this is just how demons operate. So, they're like oh, it did this, and then it did this. Te- textbook demon. Textbook demon behavior. So, like, I see, okay. So, and, yeah, so demons, they try to get you to contact a medium,
1: so... <laughs> <laughs> Such authority. <laughs> I mean, if you say it with enough confidence, I do
0: believe you. So, first, you know, the demons using teleportation to arouse the occupants <laughs> I'm reading this word for awareness as arouse. I need to not. Our new fan will <laughs> like that.
1: <laughs> oh, my um, God. I feel like Lou is the one doing the arousing in this apartment. I, I'm still my still my biggest question is what Lou was doing there all the time and why he was staying the night. Yeah. Um. No. So this
0: is what demons do. So they get okay. your attention by like using teleportation and move objects around your house and stuff, and okay. then, and this is in hopes that you'll contact a medium, and then they can, like, use that to manipulate you. So the theory here is that they, the demon, made up the story that a young girl had died, and these are two okay. nurses, young women that will be compassionate and allow the, I don't know, the demon to like fester in their home.
1: That's crazy. So it might have been a different story if it was different people then. Like, it knew yes, to do that. Yes, exactly.
0: Um, and they, they even gave it verbal permission to stay in the apartment. Remember, they had said, yeah. okay, all you can stay with us. Um, not that demons seem to, like, really care much about a um. uh,
1: Typical demon behavior, as always. Okay, this is word
0: for word from my source. So, since the demon was allowed permission from Donna to haunt the apartment...
1: Well, that's a stretch, because she allowed Annabelle Higgins to live in the doll, but she definitely did not allow the demon to possess the apartment.
0: Well, the doll could live in the apartment, and the doll is the demon. Like, I wouldn't write a lease on this, like... (laughs) So the next plan in the demon plan of, like, the demon game is to start causing negative phenomena, so fear from the doll moving around, um, mm. disturbing handwritten notes, symbolic drops of blood, and then eventually attacking Lou, leaving behind the symbolic mark of the beast
1: mm. that's very um
0: revelation. So the next stage yeah. of the phenomenon would have been complete human possession. And it seems like that's what it was trying to get to with Lou.
1: So it always wanted Lou. I guess so.
0: But why did it write a note that said help Lou?
1: Join the club, bitch. Don and Angie are ahead of you. What? <laughs> I
0: do not understand your reaction at all. <laughs>
1: Now I'm gonna have to explain what I was doing. Please do. <laughs> Lou, why is he in the house? He wanted Lou. The demon wanted Lou. And in my brain, Donnie and Angie Angie also wanted Lou. <laughs> I did not put
0: that together, and I'm so glad you explained it.
1: <laughs> I know. So wait, now that I've explained, join the are you club, sure to bitch! It?
0: Everybody wants
1: Lou. <laughs> everybody wants Lou. Oh, um. I only oh, want to be it's with really... Lou. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, it's always really fun when you have to explain the logic behind your jokes. Well,
0: I'm glad you did. It was great. Um. I only want to be with Lou. It's amazing. So the next okay. phase was human possession. And then the next thing, two, it says after two to three more weeks, <laughs> after possessing <laughs> the human, uh, the spirit would have harmed or killed one or all of the occupants in the house. So like there's a nice. formula that these phenomenon kind of. So is the Connecticut haunting similar? I'm thinking Yes.
1: Um, Well, no one died, but the Warrens did have another case where um, someone, a man possessed by a demon, did kill another person, and the Warrens were expert witnesses for the defense, basically probably using the same handbook, wherever it came from, of like, this is typical demon behavior because XYZ.
0: Okay, so the Warren
1: solution for all
0: of this was to have Father Cook perform a blessing uh, to cleanse the apartment. Um, The Episcopal blessing of the home is a wordy, seven page document that is distinctly positive in nature. That sounds like Episcopalian church. I was thinking
1: the exact same wordy, (laughs) for sure. Wordy, but friendly and welcoming. I feel like they're like, listen, demon, we understand. God loves everybody. Yeah. Instead of so, instead of
0: specifically expelling evil entities, it the emphasis is on filling the home with the power of God. Yeah, that makes total sense. Um, and then so they did that, and then uh, Donna asked the warrants to take the doll with them when they left. <laughs> um, <laughs> like you should have fucking gotten rid of the doll a while ago. Yeah. But.
1: This is. Yeah. This is. We're past that, but. But I guess, like, up until the Warrens came, they thought that this is the ghost of a girl who was brutally murdered, right? Like,
0: I, right, I think yeah. Really,
1: but, like, murdered. And they told her, like, she could stay. I feel like it's almost like, like, a, again, just adopted a dog where you're like, okay, you're doing some weird shit. I really wish you wouldn't, but, like, I did tell you you could live here, and then it's get now it's out of hand, but I could see how they would feel bad like putting it out on the street.
0: You're like, I can't change how you act, but I can change how I react.
1: Exactly. <laughs> um, I'm going to try that next time Brandy eats an entire like box of Yeah,
0: let me know how that works. Chocolate uh,
1: with foil on it. Yeah. Okay,
0: so they're like, yeah, we'll take the doll. No problem. We're demon fighters. Like, we do this all the time. We'll take the doll. Whatever. But they did say, we're not going to take the interstate in case anything happens.
1: Oh. Um, that's asking for something
0: like <laughs> So the Warrens say, yes, we'll take the doll. We're not going to take the interstate in case it does anything. Um, and not a whole lot of time passes before things start to get fucked up. Yeah, Uh, they put the doll in the back seat Uh, at each dangerous curve the car swerved and stalled with every corner causing the power steering and brakes to fail who wrote this? (laughs) I don't know but I love them Uh, Ed reached into the back seat into his black bag took out a vial of holy water and doused the doll making the sign of cross over it while driving Um, oh Ed everything stopped after he did that and they made it home
1: <laughs> but did the, wait? Okay, but did the power steering come back? What? How does that happen? Yes. Mm,
0: the power of Christ compels you.
1: Do you think they sang Jesus take the wheel?
0: Nice. That is oh, exactly nice. what they needed to do and sing.
1: Um. Okay. So basically, then this demon did not respond to. The friendly request of the Episcopalian. Well it did. It left it left with the Warrens,
0: I guess. Oh in the doll, right? In the doll. Um when they got home, he sat it on the chair next to his desk. Uh it says in the beginning the doll levitated a couple times but then eventually settled down. Okay. Uh remaining inert. As opposed to aroused. <laughs> yes. Uh In the next couple weeks, it started showing up in different rooms of their house. Um, When they were away and would lock it up, they would come back and find it just, like, sitting in the easy chair, hanging out. Um, Says the doll also showed a hatred for clergymen who came to the house. Uh, Father Jason Bradford, who was a Catholic exorcist that the Warrens worked with, came into the house. And when he saw the doll sitting in the easy chair, he picked it up and said... You're just a rag doll, Annabelle. You can't hurt anyone. And tossed the doll back in the chair. And Ed exclaimed, that's one thing you'd better not say. <gasps> um, I
1: have so many questions about what's happening in the part of the story that we're at right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm open to them.
1: First of all, why is Annabelle, Annabelle cut their brakes from what you've told me and tried to kill them. So I think why she just she- fr- like
0: locked up the power steering. steering. Yeah.
1: Great. But why is, even if she had done nothing wrong, why is she sitting in an easy chair in their entertaining area? What's happening? I don't know. It's like they build up trust with the doll and then, like,
0: lock it away when they're gone. And then, like, I don't know. And then they kind of take
1: it back out again. I don't know if they're trying to study it. Okay, so this, this really is, the doll is, has now become a rescue animal. (laughs) like they're trying to build (laughs) trust (laughs) with it yeah what okay so anyway it's in the easy chair the Catholic priest which like yeah he's like
0: you're not shit you ain't shit you can't do nothing and Ed was like you should not say that well when the priest left the house Lorraine warned him to be very careful on the road and to call her when he got home a few hours later Lorraine got the call that he was in a near fatal accident his brakes had failed and his car was totaled he did survive though
1: you know. So Annabelle then, like, had the power to do that, even though she wasn't present?
0: Yeah, well, so after that accident, the Warrens decided to lock Annabelle away in a special case in their occult museum in Monroe, Connecticut. Um, I had the, the doll remains there to this day. That was before Lorraine died. I'm not sure what happened to the occult museum after that.
1: So I don't know, but... An educated guess is that their son-in-law had actually started when Ed died. He kind of took over and was starting to tour with Lorraine and become the expert and help run the museum. So I would, my guess is that the museum is still going in the same place, but that he took over the business. Oh, okay. That could be wrong. Yeah, that helps. I, ha- I have his name. I want to say it's Sunny, but it's not. Because he's their son. Maybe. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> T- Tony Sparra. I was close. Close,
0: yeah. Um, okay. Well, no, so they locked it in this case, and the last incident that happened was with a young man and his girlfriend. They came in... On a motorcycle, they had heard Ed's story of the doll. He defiantly went up and began to bang on the case, insisting that if the doll can put scratches on people, that he wanted to be scratched too.
1: That is gross behavior.
0: Yeah, that is gross. It's like, you scratch- it's not, you scratch other people's backs, so you scratch mine. It's, I scratch your back. You scratch mine.
1: Yeah, Annabelle, you get over here. Let me scratch you, little bat.
0: Yeah, exactly. So Ed heard him say this, and he said, "Son, you need to leave." And he put him out of the building. Did he
1: say, "Did he say son" or did he say sonny? <laughs> he said,
0: "Son." <laughs> um, and this is from their website. So this is like the Warrens' account of things.
1: Um, oh, okay.
0: Says on the way home, the young man were laughing and making fun of the doll when he lost control of his motorcycle and went head on into a tree, killing him instantly. The Mm. girlfriend survived, was hospitalized for over a year. Um, She verified the story that they had been laughing about the doll when the accident happened.
1: Well, I will say, I have two things to say. One is that I did try to look up this accident and I couldn't find it. Granted, there are a depressing amount of motorcycle accidents, so that might be why. But also, I feel like you can't really have a conversation like that on a motorcycle. Right.
0: Yeah. I. I think you can. Have you ever ridden on the back of a motorcycle? (laughs) It's a creepy question. No. I have. Um. You can. You can talk. You can talk. Yeah. Like I I think up to like I'm sure I I think the fastest we went was like
1: 60, but. Um. You can still have a conversation. I think Does he could have used to know that you're riding on the back of a motorcycle?
0: <laughs> no, it was uh, <laughs> it, it was drama when it happened though. I was like eighteen or nineteen and somebody was mad at me for it. But uh No, but like I think he could have like been over his shoulder like, ha ha, how about that fucking dog? And she was like, Ha yeah and then they slammed into a tree. And- <laughs> That's how I'm picturing it. <laughs>
1: There's just something about, you guys can't see her, but Ivy has this <laughs> glorious top bun mat. that is, it's, it is is a top knot, but it's so much more because it's like covering your headphones and when you did that- I pinned hey, it over girl. my <laughs> headphones. Yeah. It's like wiggling in a way, almost like wind is blowing through it with a motorcycle. I can just picture it perfectly.
0: Yeah. And I was doing um, sassy head tosses to show disrespect like that couple did. You were-
1: Yeah, and it was one of those things where it jiggled, like, a few seconds after you moved your head. which Perfect. Perfect. Um, Yeah, well, the only thing I'll add is that I know the box she's in now is, like, they had someone come and specially make it. Because I guess they had her locked up a couple times and she kept getting out and, like, showing up in their home.
0: Yeah. How did they make it demon-proof or animal-proof? I
1: don't know. Don't know. You guys are just gonna have to do that research on your own. How to? It's clearly not box. soundproof
0: because you can taunt
1: her through it. That's right. I don't know. It looks like a regular box to me. It I'll does. Honest, it looks but... like a shadow box that your mom might put your
0: graduation cap and gown in.
1: Yes. Oh my god! Did your mom do that? That's no. So and nice. I kind of wish
0: she had when I said that, even though I've never wanted that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh.
0: And I immediately was like, I bet your mom did and got jealous.
1: Oh, (laughs) no, my mom's not sentimental like that. She threw that away the second was time. Okay, Um, Yeah. So that's kind of wraps up the story of Annabelle. But I feel like to wrap up like the Warren series, I kind of want to talk about the Warrens themselves and what based on what we know or what you've read, what your thoughts are on it. I have thoughts. Okay. I'm in. Well, cool. do you think they're the real deal? No. Or fake Jakes, yeah. Uh, I think a combo of real deal and fake Jakes. Um,
0: Definitely get some fake Jakes vibes. I think they profited fake off... Fake Snakes would have been so much better. They are fake Snakes. Um, I don't know. I think they profited off of their stories a lot. I think they were quick to show up and say, yes, this is a demon. This is the pattern it follows and we need to do this and that and stuff. So they could get material for their books and everything. Um, Cause I don't think they took payment for these exorcisms.
1: Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah.
0: But they did profit off of them. You know, they would say, well, we're going to bring our cameras and we're going to bring our ghost writers and <laughs> ghost right, writers. We're going to do all these. yeah. Hey.
1: Um, yeah, it is interesting because until her death, That we may or may not have caused. She, Lorraine, was a um, devout Catholic. Which I'm like, okay, if I'm looking at it in the most positive light, maybe it's that thing of she was... I, I don't know. This is maybe kind of circuitous. But, like, I think religion can trick you. Like, I think a lot of people have sleep paralysis, for example, which is, like a naturally occurring phenomena that we know where it comes from. We know kind of why it happens scientifically. But if you're a Christian who believes in demons, you might have a different perspective. So I could see how she would go into a situation and see things that are a little bit askew and be like demon or possession. We need to do an exorcism. But then I, yeah, I think the the second you start making massive amounts of money on something, the stakes are too high for you to go in with an objective eye. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I'm thinking the truth falls somewhere in the middle. So maybe they're not fake snakes, but they are fake Jakes. I think so. Yeah, yeah. But they're not quite real, Neils.
0: <laughs> I was I'm thinking, so any sorry that I went down, LS, down this. <laughs> um, your family, this was. Like. So is that your tribe,
1: Lacy of the real <laughs>
0: Neils of the. it is
1: It is. stop giving all my names away um yeah okay I feel fake Jake I'm happy with that so yeah I think they're fake Jakes like
0: mild fakes casual fake Jake like you would invite him to your party but you wouldn't loan him a hundred dollars
1: yeah they should loan me a hundred dollars they're they've got to be so rich at this point how many movies are made off of oh I um, I just meant like a fake Jake is the type oh yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting mad at how rich they are my like blue collar Oh god we need (laughs) to get rich literal blue collar
0: Uh, shirt that you're wearing
1: do you have a blue collar shirt (laughs) shit uh yeah no i I would not give a fake shake a hundred dollars for sure there are people that you would invite to your party but They are the people that you also, every time you invite them to your other friends, you have to kind of give a um, disclaimer of like, okay, so these people are coming.
0: Oh, no. Oh, I'm so paranoid (laughs) that I'm that now. I can't think of anybody I have that's
1: like that. That means it's me. Me either. No, it's not you. It's not you. I just feel bad now.
0: Uh. No, I think I have in the past, but I think I just let people go in blind and get shocked by other people's personalities, (laughs) so it'd probably be polite to warn people.
1: No, it's the nicer thing to do, because this is just talking shit in, like, a friendly way. Like, they're really nice, but we hate them, but we have to invite them, so I'm just kidding. I've never said that. Your
0: parties sound great. (laughs)
1: You just invited people. Obviously, I'm not invited like. to them, so no. Um. Should we do Eeks of the Week? Yeah, I don't have one. Let me think. Okay, my Eek of the Week right now is we're watching Chernobyl. And it is Eek City Deluxe. It is like the scariest thing. I've looked up all of the nuclear reactors in Texas, like near me. There are too many for comfort. And it is scary. Eek. It's eek indeed. It shows like, well, first of all, I thought Chernobyl was in like the 50s. I don't know why, but it was in 1986. Second of all, I also protected myself in that I thought like it happened and then they got everyone out and it was fine. It, it, that is not what happened and it shows like what happens to people when they get radioactive like poisoning and people are like burning from the inside out. It's awful. It's awful And unless well I won't ruin it for people but you should definitely watch it because I've been reading stuff and it's very accurate like they've kept it pretty true to happenings but also
0: yes. Eek. So, okay. My eek of the week is kind of lame. I, uh, went swimming by myself, which I feel like I don't, people don't really get to do very often. Like usually there are people around, but my in-laws were out of town and, um, I went over there to get some stuff. And I was like, I'm just going to jump in their pool and swim for a minute, I guess. Had my clothes on, everything, but <laughs> I was like, it's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, like shorts and a t-shirt, like I took my t shirt yeah, off yeah, and jumped yeah. in. And uh but I was swimming for a little bit and I realized that if I drowned, no one was there. Oh, no. <laughs> I was like, Oh. And I tried, I decided to try to have this moment, like, where I floated on my back and just like zenned out, but the like that the automatic pool cleaner like wrapped around my leg, and I was like, "This is <laughs> this is how it ends, I guess." <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. I almost
1: died, oh my not
0: really, but I realized that if I did, but I'm a pretty confident swimmer. But like, I don't know. Maybe it's not the best thing to swim by yourself in any no situation. Well, the
1: funny thing is, is that you texted me after that happened, and you told me that you swam, and I thought nothing of it. But then when we were talking about that you could have died before you swam. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Like, get out of that pool. Do not swim by yourself. I don't know. Most people I've told have been like, it's fine. No, but it's not fine. Well, it's kind of like the thing of like showering by yourself or even eating by yourself. It's risky. <laughs> it's a high risk activity. It is because if if it's fine until it's not and then there's no one there to get you out of the situation. I'm sad you will die yeah well but you didn't die
0: no i didn't i actually had a pretty good time so yes hanging out it worked out yeah so i don't know that's a pretty lame eek of the week um nothing dramatic has happened to me my one eek of the week where jason went to jersey mike's and the man tapped on his glass eyeball (laughs) Uh, jason called me today and was like do you want jersey mike's for lunch and i was like yeah that sounds good he's like oh never mind I was like, "Why did you ask me?" And he's like, "No, I just remembered the guy with the eye,"
1: <laughs> <laughs> which is a very valid reason. Not yeah, to ever I was like, "All right, right somewhere that's completely fine." Um, cool. Well, those are our eeks of the weeks, so you guys. If you have an eek of the week, let us know. Oh, Ivy doesn't know this, but uh, speaking of eeks of the week, this is a light-hearted one. But uh, cousin Brent messaged me and was saying he has a daughter. She's like. So smart and so cute, and he sends me videos ever all the time. But he was saying she'll do things like say, like, "Did you hear that?" or "What was that?" Yeah, and he was saying he'll let her kind of like he'll ask her about it and try to get her to lead him over and explore it. But she might have a little bit of a peek. Eek! She might be a future BooYall correspondent because yeah, it sounds like she maybe has some senses. But anyway, all that being said, if you guys have an eek of the week or a scary story or an idea for an episode, anything like that, uh, we always love to hear from you. So contact us at. You can go to our website podcast Why do I say www? Yeah, that's like nobody like- needs that. <laughs>
0: I don't know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm 57. Yeah, my name's Paula. Okay. Uh, so just BooyalPodcast.com. Forget the w w uh, Follow us on Instagram at Podcast, Twitter at Pod. Follow us on Facebook. Why not? And um, as always, we really super duper appreciate any uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcast.
0: Okay, see you next time. Bye, y'all.
1: Bye, y'all. Boo, y'all. Bye, y'all. Boo, y'all.